Okay, a good fiddle, everybody. Good fiddle. Should be uh, a Gemar Chasimah Taiva for all of us, for all of Klai Yisrael. So, you know, it's an amazing thing. The, the, the month of Tishrei is a Peladigah month. You know, it starts off with Yom Neroyim, all revolving around Aksiva Taiva, Chasimah Taiva. And then we will we, we finish that. Ne'ilah was a Chasimah and finished. It's a. After an is over, so lecha chol b'simcha lachmecha, shesev leif tavyenecha. Everything's gavaldik. Everything's fine. Move on to zman simcha sein, the yontav of sukkis, and the yontav of sukkis is leading up to simchas Torah. That's okay. So it's leading up to simchas Torah, shmei atzeres, and what happens? And right, and right before simchas Torah, we sort of go back to yom neroyim v'shana raba. So it must be, it must be, that there's some. There's some residue of chait. Like even Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is able to the slich and mechina kapar is able to clean us out from certain levels of pagam of damage of stains. But evidently, there's a certain level of stain. There's a certain level of pagam that even Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur can't be moicha, can't can't uh, erase and can't clean. And it has to wait till Hishana Rabbah for that final, final, deepest level of Pagam to be erased. And so you have to figure that out. And this is the Oymek of what we talk about, that Ni'ilah is the Chasima, and Hishana Rabbah is the Chasima on the Chasima. It means in order for us to have the seal on the seal for Hishana Toivim Masuka, it means that, that the Pagam Shabbatoycha Pagam, the deepest level of Pagam has to be cleaned out, has to be rectified, in order for us to have the seal upon a seal, in order to be mamish, 100%, 100% Ashanatayv Masuka, then there can't be any roishim, any residue, mamish, nothing left of anything that's missing, anything that's broken, anything that's damaged because of chait. Everything has to be 100% rectified for it to be 100% of a chasim. So you have to figure that out. So what exactly is... What are these deepest begum and the deepest damages that even Yom Kippur can't ultimately root out of us? And you have to wait till Hashanah Rabbah. And how does Hashanah Rabbah do it? If Yom Kippur can't. <coughs> okay, so it's like this. In Nigla, what's Hashanah Rabbah? Very shvach. Very shvach. We know that throughout uh, Sukkot, there's a mitzvah from the Torah on the first day, Midrabanan, the following days, to, uh, to have the Nanum, to shake Luv and Esrik. And Midrabanan, we have a Takana to do Hashanis, to go around uh, the Bima and so on with the Lulu Vanesrik. What's Hashan Rabbah? So obviously we go around with the with Lulu Vanesrik as well. But the mitzvah Hashan Rabbah of taking the Hashanis, five Aravis, and clopping it on the, fo- on the floor five times. So that the Gemara says it's not Midraisa, it's not Midrabanan. Even minig, it's not a 100% a usual minig. Minhagim usually develop amongst Klayis. So the Klayis will have a minig, we all do. And that has a certain tekifas, a certain strength of a minig. What was Aravis? Aravis, the Gemara calls, is minig neviim. Minig neviim. It means, not that the neviim established this as a minig, that's the Pashtas, because if it's a minig, it means it has to come, no, no one can tell you to do it. It's something that is a minig. But this was something that the neviim were naik. Minig Nevi'im, according to many Rishana, means that the Nevi'im were Nayagit. This was a custom amongst the Nevi'im to clap Hashanahs on Hashanah Rabbah. And Kala Yisrael saw it, oh, it's an interesting thing, it's a nice Zach, we're going to do it too. And so it became a Minig of Kala Yisrael coming from the Nevi'im, Minig Nevi'im. 
So it's not the rice, it's not the rabbanan, and it's a very strange type of minig, minig nevi'im. And because of that, the Gemara says, for example, that's why you don't make a bracha. There's no asher kitshanim, it's always vanu to klap Because it's not, again, it's not the rice, it's not the rabbanan, it's only a minig. So it's a peldig thing that in nigla, it's the most shvachist uh, type of mitzvah. But in Primius, it's mamish, it's, it, that shvachist the mitzvah of clapping ashanis, of minig nevi'im, is mesakin in yonim that even Yom Kippur can't. So, let me explain for just a couple of minutes a little bit of the background of what Hashanah Rabbah is, the Chiddush inside, and the Kavanas, a little bit of an aspect of what we find with Hashanah Rabbah, and the Chiddush of it, and maybe then we'll try to explain with our Chavayit, I'll be chesidus, what that means, and about this Hashanah. So it's like this. The, the entire month of Tishrei, I'll take a step back, everything we do, every mitzvah that we do, all of this Hashem is in order to is in order to bring a yichud, to bring yichuda, to bring a yichud. We say before a mitzvah Hashem yichud It's in order to make a yichud between the rabbanu shloilam and us and Knesset Yisrael and the Jew that's doing the mitzvah befrat. There should be a full yichud between his neshama and the rabbanu shloilam. Now I'm not going to explain tonight. Is not the time to explain what that yichud means and how that feels and so on. But just let me just give a, a, a cloistic idea. That's true. That 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 yichud. Now, in order for that yichud to happen, there are three basic steps in order for a yichud to take place. Number one, the neshama has to be kiviachal, so to speak, physically prepared for that experience. Physically prepared. It's like any time shefa wants to come into your life. So you have to have the kalim, you have to be able to receive it. If there's no, uh, if there's no kalim to receive a bracha, then, uh, you know, if a person's uh, a homeless person, and you give him, like, uh, furniture and, you know, everything that a person has to fill a house, he doesn't have the kalim for it. So what tachlis is that? So number one, a neshama has to be able to develop the proper kalim to receive. Number one. Number two, the next step is, not just the kalim, but a person also has to be able to receive, the neshama also has to develop a certain spiritual maturity in order to appreciate the shefa. So you have that homeless person, for example, and let's say you give him a house, but if he never went through therapy or whatever inyanim that he has to go through in order to deal with the shefa that you want to give him, so you could have, he could have the physical kalim, he could have the practical kalim, he doesn't have the moichin to be able to process and to appreciate what's being given to him, to use it properly, to hold on to it properly. So, so, before, so before the shefa comes, the person has to have the, the kalim for it, and he has to have the moichin for it. And finally, after the kalim are developed, and the moichin are developed, then you can have that yichud, and the shefa can come. And that's true, that, that's a process that happens every time you do a mitzvah. Now here's the Chiddush of the month of Tishrei. The reason revealed to us, I've mentioned this before, that as a result of the Chet of the Yitzhadas, everything was damaged. Everything was damaged. But the reason was Megala, there are certain times in the year and certain months in the year that have been more damaged because of that Chet than others. Ne'ezetam Shi, certain Tukufas, certain Tukufas and certain days were damaged more because of that Chet. And the reason revealed that the month of Tishrei, and the month of Nisan as well, but we're not we're holding in Tishrei. The month of Ni- the month of Tishrei and the entire Tkufa of the Mayadim of Tishrei from Rosh Hashanah through Sukkis were exceedingly damaged because of the Khaitz Ad Kedekach. 
that this process of creating this yichud between Kuchabriuch and Shchinte, which should have taken one day, should have taken one day, but because of the damage that's done because of the Eitzadas, this process of the yichud between Kuchabriuch and Shchinte, which should take place right away in the beginning of Tishrei, is now being schlepped along for three weeks. And the way the process works is in three stages. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah till Yom Kippur, we'll talk about Yom Kippur in a second, but Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur is a bechina of developing that stage one, of developing the kalim of Nishmas Yisrael to receive that shefa, to, to, to experience that yichud, the kalim, Pashat kalim. <clears throat> That's Aleph. And then you move on to Sukkis. And the entire avoid of Sukkis, sitting in the Sukkah and the Dalminim, is all about the kalim have been developed from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur, but now you have the stage two, which is the Moichin. That's why everything about the Dalaminim, if you learn the Svarim, it's all about Das, Das, Laman Yehudu Darasech and Kibbesukhe Seshafti. Then Anum of Luv and Esrik is all about bringing into your system Das and Moichin. It's the Moichin of that Yichud, to be able to have the, 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 the pro- proper intel- spiritual sensitivity to appreciate the Yichud, appreciate the Rabbanu Shalom, and be able to, to use that Shefa properly. So that's the Moichin that's developed for the purposes of that Yichud on Sukkot. And then the Yichud itself is Shemini Yatzer Simchas And that's why Shemini Yatzer Simchas doesn't have any physical mitzvahs. And there's no even historical uh, thing that we're commemorating Shemini Yatzer. It's just Yichud. Yichud. But all of that should have happened instantaneously beginning of Tishrei if it wasn't for the Chet Yitzadas. Now, the reason revealed that although that's true throughout the month of Tishrei, as I said, that everything schlepped out because of the result of the chait, as an effect of the chait. But the reason revealed that Yom Kippur is different. Yom Kippur, as I, met, I talked about this on Yom Kippur in Shul, that Yom Kippur is a vechina of moving into a deeper space. What Rosh Hashanah till Yom Kippur, and then Sukkis and Shmini Atzeres, that's all in Chitzainius. And, we're, and we're, we're in a universe of Chitzainius from Rosh Hashanah till Yom Kippur, and then Sukkis, Shmini Atzeres. And that world of Chitzonius was incredibly damaged by the Chet, Arkadekach, that what should have taken immediate uh, one day now takes three weeks. Yom Kippur, we move into a deeper space. And that deeper space of Yom Kippur is a place that was never affected by the Chet. It's a place of Pnimias, it's a Bechin of Shabbos, Shabbosin. And because of that, the Rizal revealed that all the Kavanas that you have from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur and Sukkis and Shmini Atzeres all exist within Yom Kippur. Because Yom Kippur is, is entering into that space that was never affected by the Chet. It's, it's a place of Pneumius. It's Shabbat Shabbos. Fine. So you have these two dimensions. You have Pneumius, which, Bechlal, there was never a Nachash to begin with. And, then you, and, and, and because of that, in that place of Yom Kippur, all the Kavonis and the Yichudim, it's in one day, as it would have been without the Chet. And then you have an outer dimension, a dimension of Chitzainius, where there is a Nachash, and there is the Klolos of Adam and Chava, and because of that, that domain of Chitzainis was damaged by the Chet, Arkadekach, that it's uh, schlepped along with these three stages of Rosh Hashanah, Tzokis, and Shmini But here's the Chiddush of Hashanah Rabba. Hashanah Rabba exists in that domain of Chitzainis. Hashanah Rabba is still part of that system of Rosh Hashanah and Tilyum Kippur, and Tzokis and Shmini So it's still within that universe, Kivyochel, that has been damaged by the Chet. But here's the Chiddush. The reason I'll reveal that in the Kavonis of Hashanah Rabbah, Hashanah Rabbah contains within it an element of Rosh Hashanah, it contains within it an element of Sukkot, and it contains within it an element of Hashanah of Shemini Atzeres. 
it, it's hard to explain 100%. I'm not explaining anything really, but <laughs> whatever degree. The reason will reveal that Hashanah Rabbanite, which is tonight, and when you lower your hand by clapping Hashanah's tomorrow, not when your hand goes up, when your hand goes down, so tonight, until Chatzais, and tomorrow when the hand goes down with Hashanah's, that's a shleimus, it's a completion of the Avaidah of Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur. There was, again, without getting into Pratim, there's a certain aspect like I said, Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur is building the Kalim, right? Like the building the Kalim to experience the Yichud. Pasha, there should be Kalim. There was a certain element, a certain aspect of the Kalim of Nishmas Yisrael to Pasha to experience that Yichud that's been left for Aishanah Rava to do. So there's an aspect of Aishanah Rava specifically tonight and tomorrow again when you go down with the Aishanahs that's completing the Avodah of Rosh Hashanah until Erev Yom Kippur. On the other hand, there's an element of Hashanah Rabbah, which is a Hashlomah completion, a completion of Sukkot. And that's why when you, when, the, when you shake Luv and Esrik tomorrow, it's not the Pshat that tomorrow is just the seventh day of Sukkot. In the Kavanis, the seventh day of Sukkot, which is Hashanah Rabbah, is, it, 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 it's a Cholius of the entirety of Sukkot. The, 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 the Nanum of tomorrow is the Nanum of the entire Sukkot, to be Mashlam, the Nanum of all of Sukkot. And the same thing with the Hashanahs, the Hakafis that we go around. The Hakafis we go around seven times, because it's not just the seventh day of Sukkot. This is whatever there was something missing in every single day of Sukkot. There was a bechina missing in the Nanuim, and there was a bechina missing in the in the in the Hishanas. And so Shmini Atzer Hishana Rabbah is a day where we're mashlim that. So Hishana Rabbah is a day that we're mashlim Rosh Hashanah. It's a day that we're mashlim Sukkot. And the Rizal also said that Hishana Rabbah is a day that we begin Shmini Atzeres when you go up with the Aravis. Because you go up and then you go down, right? When you go up with the Aravis, the Rizal said, that's, 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 th- that moment of going up five times, that's, that's really Shemini Atzeres. I'll, I'll, I'll share with you the words. The words are, without explaining this at all, and obviously nothing's physical, but the Rizal revealed that any Yichud, just like in this world, a, a Yichud between a Zachar and a Keva is comprised of three parts. It's comprised of, of, uh, of, of the, word, the words are Zivug, Nishuk, and Chibuk. So you have a zivuk, that's a yichud, chasen, and kala. But within that, you also have a chibuk between the chasen and kala, and nishikin between the chasen and kala. The chibuk is not for now, but the Rizal said that the zivuk itself, that's shmini atzeres, and some chastar, but the nishikin of that zivuk, that's when you go up at Daros, with Aishanas tomorrow. So it means Aishanah Rabbah contains within it an element, a shlemus of Rosh Hashanah, a shlemus of Sukkis, and a certain, in a certain level, at least a shlemus or haschal of shmini atzeres. Adkan, that's what the reason revealed, and the Rashash systemizes, organizes this in the Kavanas. But if you think about it, this is Mama Shapella. Because what's happening is that Hashanah Rabbah seems to be a little bit of a Bechina of what? Of Yom Kippur in this way that all of these components of the Yichat, the three parts of the components, are all happening in one day. It's true that it's not Yom Kippur Mamish where we're moving into a space that was never affected by Chet, we're ignoring Chet on Yom Kippur. Hashanah Rabbah is existing in that world of Chitzanias, but it seems that what Hashanah Rabbah is revealing to us is that even in Chitzanias, which is in that space that was affected by Chet, there's an element where we're, we're somehow able to connect ourselves or to find a space within Chitzanias that hasn't been affected by Chet, that we're actually able to live in Hashanah Rabbah, there was no Chet on some level. 
Because if there was no chet of Eitzadas, then all the Yichudim and all the stages of Yichud would take place even in Chitzonius on one day, which in a certain level is happening on Hashanah Rabbah. And so we have to figure this out. So there's a secret in Hashanah Rabbah that's revealing to us that, that even in Chitzonius, even in a place that has been damaged, there's still an element, there's still a way to, to live in that space without without was sort of ignoring the damage, with ignoring the chait, without having to go somewhere else, but even in that space. So let me explain in Avodah Hashem what I mean by this. So it's like this. And I want, I want to explain this by way of connecting it to the mitzvahs uh, of Sukkot, which I, 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 still, I still hope in dream that will be Mekayim, the mitzvah Hakel. So it's like this, the mitzvah Hakel, as I, as I mentioned a number of times, so men, women, and children, Anosh, Anosh, and Ataf, we go to Beis HaMikdash, Sukkis, after Shemitah, and the Melech lanes for us, Sefer Dvarim, and everyone hears, and so on. It's Mitzvah HaKel. So the Pesach says like this, before the Mitzvah HaKel is introduced, it's in the beginning of Parshish Ve'elech. So it says in Pesach, in the beginning of Ve'elech, Ve'elech Moshe. Then Moshe went, and then it says, and Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the Jewish people, eventually telling us the Mitzvah HaKel. So Rashi, Chazal Reis, where did Moshe go? It's all, it's all part of one long shmuz that he's giving from the beginning of Sefer Dvarim till the end of his Eisah Bracha. Where's he going? So the Yishmitzah said like this. The Yishmitzah said, he says, Ve'elach Moshe means, he didn't go anywhere, but he was pacing. He was pacing. Moshe Ben was pacing. Why was he pacing back and forth? Said the Yishmitzah, the Yishmitzah says that there was a, there was a problem that Moshe Ben was bothered by. There's a kasha. And when a person is bothered with a strong kasha, so you pace, you walk back and forth. What was the kasha that Moshe was bothered by? The kasha was like this. The Zohar Kaddish says that every single one of the 613 is an Eitzah to purify. There's multi, multi, every mitzvah is multifaceted. One element of, of every mitzvah is to purify a person from their pagamim, from their inyanim, the misak and their midas. Everything that's holding us down, everything that's that's keeping us earthly and keeping us low, and uh, mitzvahs come as eitzes to uplift us, to make us simultic, to make us, to make, you know, to to bring out the the person that we're supposed to become. And Moshe Rabbeinu, until this point, understood how the mitzvahs can do this and how the mitzvahs can repair a Jew from the averus that they've committed, or from the flaws in their personality that they've developed. Over time, but said the Ishmaelites, but Moshe ben is bothered with the kasha. He said, but there are certain inyanim that a person is born with. There are certain flaws that a person is born with, Pasha. Certain tendencies, certain 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 ways that your brain is wired to think. Certain ways that you that you emotionally respond to things. Certain uh, even habits that a person by nature has in their maisim. These are things that are that are that we're born with. More than that. Ishvitzah, there's a big site in Ishvitzah, he talks about this, although it's uh, not so nice to talk about in public, but Ishvitzah talks about how the Chet Yechasman Yimi, Chazal already says such a thing, that a person, every single person is conceived by the union of their own parents. And it's impossible for a union between the Zohar and the Kev to take place purely with Shem Shemayim. There's always some Hanoah Gashmis involved. And because of that, Chazal already say that every single person automatically is brought into the world with a Chasarin. By its very definition, because a person is brought into the world uh, as, as the, the parents can be the biggest tzaddikim in the world. No, no one can be a bigger tzaddik. No one is a bigger tzaddik than David Melch's father, Yishai. Yishai died. He's one of the four people that died without without sin. He never officially didn't have air. 
But David Melch said about himself, that I was I was conceived in sin. So what does it mean? On a simple level, it doesn't mean Hasr Shalman Navera, but it means an atiyah towards Gashmias, because that's just the nature of being a human being. So said the Ishbutzer, it's not just a matter of a person has certain personality flaws because they're genetics. The very mitzias, the very way in which a human being is brought to the world, is through something that's a chasar. And so this is the kasha that Moshe Rabbeinu was struggling with. How is it possible to get over that? <laughs> How can you get over that? I understand you can, every mitzvah can be masaki and something that I brought upon myself. Because there's something before, so the mitzvah can sort of like, you know, erase what was brought. But, but, but my, very, my very core, my very essence, my very mitzvah comes, is, 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 is enmeshed in chesar. It has to be. So how could, how, could every, how could there possibly be an Indian of a mitzvah fix, fixing that? How could a mitzvah fix that without erasing me? Vayelech Moshe. Moshe is bothered by this kasha. So Rabbanu Shalom understood that the Yishmael Moshe had been his bothered by this kasha. And because of this, Rabbanu Shalom revealed to him a mitzvah of Hakel. And Hakel contains within it the secret of how all chesroinus can be fixed, even chesroinus that are so woven into one's identity, that you can't even imagine yourself not having this chesaron, the mitzvah hakel is masakimah. And let's understand, Hashanah Rabbah is going to be reflective of this, right? Because remember what I said in the beginning, that Hashanah Rabbah, in order to have a chesim shevetai chesim, in order to be 100% sealed, it means that the pagamim and the chesaronists that we have from this past year have to be erased 100%. And that, and, and I asked in the beginning, so what is that last little residue that even your kipper can't do? The answer is, the chet yechasman imi, the very chesronists that we have rooted in our very mitzias. There are chesronists and deficiencies in our personality and our way of thinking and our way of feeling and our way of acting that's very rooted in who we are. Forget nature and nurture. It's very, it's, it's very mitzias. And those things, you could, on Yom Kippur, you could sort of ignore them. You go to a, to a place that, that those things don't, but, but, but in reality, these things are real. And so, Hashanah Rabbah, in order to have a, a, the, the 100% of a chasima, you need to be misak in this. And this is reflective on a collective level of what Hakel is. So how does Hakel fix this? So the Yishra says a very interesting thing. And I, I, I can't say for sure I understand it. I'm going to try to say it over the, the way I understand it right now. But, you know, if I'm wrong, then it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a chasar in my understanding. Hakel, can, hakel means that every single Jew has to go, right? Men, women, and children. So there's a Gemara in Chagiga. The Gemara says, or Blessed Benazariah said, I understand why men go. Because they could understand, right? The Melech is laning Sefer Dvarim, and he's giving over Hisairos and Chizik and, 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 uh, and, and Moser about keeping to our mitzvahs. So men go because they could understand. Women also, says Rabbi Benazariah. Women could also, they might not be familiar with the Psukim so much, but they could understand Hebrew, they could hear. But ask Rabbi Benazariah, ask Rabbi Benazariah, why are children going? And Rabbi Benazariah is asking, again, when we talk about children, we don't just mean old enough for chinah. We're talking about babies, infants, in the cradle, in the, you know, mamish, mamish, little, little babies. So why are Taf going? Why are children going? Said Rabbi Benazariah, in order, could they litain schar in order that the parents that bring the children should have an increased level of schar. So they're going anyway, they get schar for going, and now they have an increased schar because they brought their kids. So what does that mean? An increased level of schar because they brought their kids. What's time? Because it's a tircha. 
It's, uh, that's, the, the, we don't find that the Rebbeinu just makes the mitzvah more difficult to add, to add schar. Let the Rebbeinu say you have to, you have to you have to walk to Harabayas with your eyes closed. I don't know. The Rebbeinu has many ways to make it difficult. What's this Indian that that in order we bring children in order to increase schar the parents? So said the Yishev like this: Why would a parent want to bring their little little baby to Halakha? Intellectually, it doesn't make any sense. You know, every single one of us, we have three ways how that we identify ourselves with that we that we that we have an identity. We have a marshava, our dibburim, and our ma'isim, our thoughts, words, and actions. On any level of marshava, dibburim, ma'isa, this kid, this little baby, has no idea what's going on. His there's no, the marshava has no has no shaykhis to the, what the melch is saying. His dibburim have no shaykhis to what the nothing. So why in the world would a parent be interested in bringing their kid to Hakel? So if you ask a parent that, or make it more practical, you know, people go take their kids to go to a tzaddik, to see a tzaddik, and to get a bracha, you know. So even mainly to get a bracha from a tzaddik, I understand why a parent wanted their kid to get a bracha from a tzaddik, because you want the bracha to be niskayim, and you want the kid to have, a, 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 you know, to, have a, to have those brachas. But let's say you're not getting a bracha. Let's see, not getting a bracha. Let's see, just going to see a tzaddik. He's, uh, you know, <laughs> there's a million gaboyim between you and him. So you want to see a tzaddik. I understand you appreciate what tzaddik is, but you also want your little baby to see a tzaddik. The Gemara says about Rabbi Shubin Chananya, for example, that Rabbi Shubin Chananya became Rabbi Shubin Chananya. His mother took the cradle that Rabbi Shubin Chananya was as a baby and brought it to base Majrish, that he should be able to hear those words. You know, the mission says in Pirkei Yavis regarding Rabbi Shubin Chananya that his rabbi, Rabbi Yechon Zakeh, said about him, Ashrei Yiladetai. Praiseworthy is the mother that gave birth to him. So what's this Indian? Why, so why? Yes, the mother. Why would you do that? The baby has no shaykhis. He doesn't understand. Doesn't anything. The answer is that desire on the mother's part, or the parent, or the father's part, to bring the baby just to see a tzaddik or to be in an environment that's holy, is revealing that what's being said in the base medrash, or what's being said by the king by Hakel are not just words. And the Torah that is being learnt in the base Medrash by the Tanoim, and the Torah that's being experienced in Hakel, and the mitzvah that's being fulfilled, is not just a mitzvah of words, of thoughts, of actions. There's a mitzvah. There's, there's a mitzvah, an unidentifiable reality that's called Torah, a reality that's called Hakel. There's a reality that's called Elokos. And... We put garments on it. And the garments that we put on that reality to give it a little bit of an expression, to give us a handle on it, that's called certain machshavas, certain diburim, and certain maisim. And, but, and, and just, but, but, but if you took away those machshavas, those diburim, those maisim, there would still be something there. Not only something, there would be the ikr, the etzem. The etzem. And the same thing is with the baby. When the parent is bringing the baby to Hakel, what the parent is saying is that I understand in terms of machshava, dibur, and maisa, my kid has no shaykhis to any of the machshavas, the dibur, and the maisim that's going on by Hakel. But the parent is bringing the baby, and the parent is, is, ex- is expressing the following truth, which is that what's happening by Hakel is much greater than any machshava, any dibur, any, any maisa. There's, there's something happening. There's an, un, there's an intangible essence of elikus of godliness that's pervasive in this mitzvah. And I want my child to experience that. Why? 
Because guess what my child is? My child is also not just a composite of machshavas, diburim, and meisim. Just as the machshava, the dibur, and the meisa of a mitzvah are just garments giving us the ability to, to connect to that un- intangible, invisible reality that's called the mitzvah, so too what a human being is, is not just a composite of machshavas, dibur, and meisim. We're not just a bunch of thoughts, words, and actions. There's a mitzvah, there is, there is a person there. And that person exists even without machshava, dibur, and meisim. In order for the person to, to, you know, be relatable to the world, so you have thoughts, you have words, and you have actions, that's how you interface with the world. But even when you took away and you stripped away those garments, so to speak, there is something there. And the parent wants the somethingness of their child to experience the somethingness of that mitzvah hakel. And it's true, the, machsh- the levushim are completely irrelevant. But, that, but, that, but that's goofa, what's being expressed in Hakel is that my child is something more than just Levushim. And a human being is more than just thoughts, words, and actions. Thoughts, words, and actions are clothing. That's the famous Lushan of the Balatanya. The many Prakim and Tanya are devoted to this. That every thought that we have, every word that we say, and every action we do is not who we are. These are garments that we put upon ourselves to express ourselves. And for somehow, for that un knowable, invisible essence of who you are to, to be seen in the world through your thoughts, through your words, through your actions. But those are garments. And that's what Hakel reveals. This is the side that Moshe Rabbeinu needed to find out in order to allow the concept of, of cleaning off from a person even the most deeply enmeshed chesroinus. Because even the, deep, the most deeply enmeshed chesroinus are themselves still levushim. There are still levushim. And as long as something is levush as a garment, you can launder garments and you could take them off. They're not the etzim who you are. Who are you then? If we were to imagine you without any thought, without any word, without any action, then who are you? I have no idea and neither do you. Because who you are without those garments is completely unknowable and invisible. But it doesn't take away the fact that you that there is that that, that unknowable, invisible essence is real, is true, and is even more real and true than the garments that it's enclosed by. And so Moshe Rabbeinu is bothered, how is it possible to ultimately dive, you know, take off, get rid of these chesroinus, if these chesroinus are completely, completely part of my very existence that I came into the world with? Well, the answer is that your existence that you came into the world with, which is in truth connected with these chesroinus, those are levushim to who you truly are. Who are you truly? Who you are is that little baby in the cradle. <laughs> That's who you are. That's who you are. Everything else is levushim on top of that. And this is the mitzvah hakel. The mitzvah hakel is a mitzvah that reveals this truth, that elikus is something that's deeper than, any, than anything that can, that any way to express it. And a person is deeper and more essential than anything that, that, is, that is there to express the person. This is the site of Eshana Rabbah. You know, you go through, the Zara Kaddish says that Rosh Hashanah is a time of machshava. It's a time of machshava. So, for example, Nachman writes in Sikha Saran that a person on, on Rosh Hashanah, I guess it's good to know this for next Rosh Hashanah, he says a person should, be, should have as much control over their thoughts as possible to only think good, positive thoughts. Then in Rosh Hashanah, as we know, that's when the Rabbani Shlalem, we blow the shaifer to wake a person up. When you, the difference between awake and sleep is not necessarily speech. Because you could be awake and not talk. 
and it's not in action because you could be awake and not do anything either. It's thought that's the difference between being awake and asleep. When you're asleep, you're not thinking, you don't have a conscious, your consciousness is not active. When you're awake, your consciousness is active, and it's incredibly difficult not to think. You have to go out of your way not to think. But you're always thinking something. The definition of wakefulness is to think. So Rosh Hashanah, which is, which is the day of Uri Yishem Hashanah, is about Machshav. And then you go to Yom Kippur. The Zohar Kodesh says that Yom Kippur is Bechinas Dibur, speech. And this is why there's five Tfilos on Yom Kippur, connected to the five Hematzai Sepeh, the five expressions, the five different ways how a person articulates speech, the throat, the so on, all the different parts of the mouth that express words, Hematzai Sepeh. Yom Kippur is all about Dibur, that's why Ni'ilah we scream, Dibur. And then you move on to Sukkot, says the Zohar Kodesh, which is all about Maisim. What we've been doing until now in Machshav and Dibur, now Sukkot is about Maisim, Nanuim, and Akafis, and so on. But then there's Hashanah Rabbah. What's Hashanah Rabbah then? Hashanah Rabbah is etzim. Hashanah Rabbah is that there's something behind that, that everything I thought and everything I said and everything I did, those are levushim to who I are. But there is an essence of who I am. And this is the secret of Hashanah Rabbah, how Hashanah Rabbah can exist in that universe of Chitzonius, which was damaged, which was damaged by the Chet Eitzadas, and yet at the same time, there could be in a, 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 a bechin, an element of kaidem achet. Because what's, what we're saying in Aishan Rabbi is that everything that I ever thought and everything I ever do and everything I ever said, it's, it's not me anyway. It doesn't mean that it's insignificant and I don't have to deal with it, but it's an expression of it. It's a ha'ar, it's an emanation, it's trying to express something that's in truth inexpressible. And Aishan Rabbi is is living in that place of Machshav Adibar Maisa, but at the same time being cognizant of the fact that all that stuff are Levushim. And this is the end of the Hishanis. The Aravis that we take, as I mentioned before, the Aravis are not, are not the Aravis from the Luvin Esrik. Right? Everyone knows the Luvin Esrik. I mentioned this by Shal Shus. The Luvin Esrik is like different types of Jews, and the Aravis over there represent the Jew that doesn't have Torah Mitzvah. It's not the, the, the Aravis of Hishan Rabbah. The Rav Hashanah Rabbah means are also our Ravs without any taste and smell. But that's not representing a Jew that doesn't have mitzvahs. That's representing every single Jew in your essence of who you are. Because in your very essence of who you are, minus your machshava and your dibar and your maizas, who are you? I have no idea. You have no way to express that. You have no way to package it and to, and to make sense of it. So we call it our Ravs. But that's what it is. So let's go back to the very beginning. So why is it that Hashanah Rabbah was a minig neviim? What does it mean? What was going on? So the neviim are clapping Hashanahs, right? And Kalais are watching that. They're like, you know what? Let's do that too. What were they thinking? Do you have any asag of what the neviim are thinking about when they're clapping Hashanahs? So what's this avoid of Kalais clapping Hashanahs because neviim do it? The answer is, we don't understand. We don't have the machshava, we don't have the diburim, we don't have the maizim of the neviim. But I but I want to be in that space. I want to be by a tzaddik. I want to connect with... It's copying. It's copying. It's no different than the child being brought to hakel. Just like the baby's brought to hakel. Why? Because the, the baby doesn't chop anything that's going on, but it should be in that same space. So that's what we clap Eishanis, because we don't know what the Nevi'im were thinking and saying and doing. I have no idea, but I want to be in that same space as Nevi'im. Why? If everything that a Navi is is just pure machshava dibur ma'isa, well, my machshava dibur ma'isa have no shaykhist that. We don't match up. The answer is, a Navi is much deeper than that. There's a mitzvah taking place in the world of Nevi'im. 
and there's a mitzvah inside of me that goes beyond all my intellectual and uh, verbal and, and physical capabilities to begin with. And I just want to be in that space that's being that's being that's being taken up by the Nevi'im. That's minig Nevi'im. That's why Kali Yisrael took upon ourselves copying Hashanah because we just want to we want to be able to just to imitate tzaddikim. Like what's that avoided to imitate a tzaddik? To imitate a tzaddik doesn't make any sense. Because whatever the tzaddik is doing, the machshav is behind it, the deeper the ma'isa, you don't have. So what's going on? The answer is, I don't know. But I, just, I, I want to mimic the tzaddik. I want to be part of that space. Because what you're, in other, what you're basically saying is, is that there's something going on over there that's not pure machshav deeper ma'isa. There's something else. And maybe perhaps that something else-ness I can connect to because just as that something is beyond the Navi's Machshavati Ramaisa, so there's a part of me that's beyond my Machshavati Ramaisa, and those two things can be can can merge together. They could have a, they could they could be together in the same space. That's what Hishana Rab is about. So what's the Avoida? So tonight and tomorrow when we when we get together and we, we clap Hishanas. It's just you say to Rabbi Rosham, I don't know what I'm doing. But Sadiqim, big Sadiqim did this. And big Sadiqim do this. And that's what they do, and I want to do that too. I, what shaykhis do I have to a tzaddik in terms of machshava di ramaisa? Not much. But it doesn't matter to me. The tzaddik does this, I want to do it too. And that's the avayda, to be a holy monkey. That's that's Hashanah Rav, to be a holy monkey. And monkeys imitate. So, kikayf bifne adam, see, be a holy monkey, tzaddikim do something, we copy it. Why? But that, and, and, and understand, that inyan of copying a tzaddik, which doesn't make any intellectual sense, what are you gaining from that? The, the growth we always associate with either new understanding, like something. You're not growing from that. So what are you doing? The answer is, I'm, it's not all about growth. Sometimes I just want to be in the same space as that unknowable essence that the tzaddik is connected to. And that's enough for me. And that, and that inyan of... Of, of transcending that space of alias and Yeridus. You understand? Like Machshavah di Ramaisa, that's the space that can be damaged, that's the space that can grow. Like that whole Indian of up and down, that, that's Machshavah di Ramaisa. The Indian of Hashanah Rabbah is like, I, that's, not, that's not, that's true and it's important, but that's not, that's, that's not everything. Sometimes I just want to be in a space of holiness, despite the fact that I don't, that it's probably not going to affect me in a tangible way. that I don't care. I still want to be in that space. And, and by having that rutzen of being in that space and being in that same association with Nevi'im, despite the fact that it's not going to have any tangible result on my actions or my words or the way I talk, that's revealing within myself that there's something within me that's beyond my Machshav Maisa. And that essence that's beyond Machshav Maisa is untouchable. It was never damaged to begin with without having to move to some other location like Yom Kippur. In that place of Machshav de Ramaisa, I'm able to see a separation, to recognize what they are, which are just Levushim. So Hashem should help us that we should become holy imitators and holy monkeys and be people that, despite the, the lack of Meichin and the lack of understanding that we have, to want to be close to Tzadikim, to believe in them, and simply to imitate their actions and to read stories about them and to read about their lives. And there's, there's, there's unbelievable tikkunim that take place by just simply thinking about Tzadikim and, and learning about Tzadikim and just imagining what it would be like 
to be by Nevi'im and to be by Tzadiki Amis like that. And that itself has a Tahara, that itself is the site of Hashanah Rabbah. Instead of just talking about seeing Tzadikim and being my Tzadikim, have the schos to be my tzaddikim, to have tzaddikim, and to be makasher ourselves to them, and and by doing so, to have a, a gemar chasim toiva that all the pagamim, all the pagamim, even if they still exist, but once the shanarava comes, they're revealed. It's revealed that all those pagamim are exist in levushim of who you are, and once it's still levush, okay, levushim are not essential. Levushim come, levushim go, and they don't undermine and define. The very, the very ksiv and the chesimataiva that the Rebbeinu has in store for each and every one of us. The Rebbeinu should bless us with the ksiv chesimataiva, a year of gezunt, of happiness, of shefa, the gashrus of ruchnius, a year of afatzis mayanis, a year of geula, of the year of pidyonis, a year of of mamish pilei ployis. We as called tzedek nevi menu amen.